This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's Drink Drink About It. It. You're listening to Let's Drink About It, a podcast where we proceed from the premise that not only can you pair cocktails with all life events, you should. (laughs) I'm your host, Benjamin R. Harrison. That's a new variation. Mm -hmm. And I'm your host, Chris Bowman. And our lovely and talented guest is uh, Christopher Hastings. Uh, author of Dr. McNinja, beloved webcomic. Oh, thank you. Um, what? That's not I, and That's I, not I just found out that it's not uh, not long for this world. <laughs> You're going to say not universally beloved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I asked several people on the street. They had not heard of it. They'd never heard of it. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I have recently announced that uh, after about 10 years of doing the comic, um, it's maybe time to move on to you other said, things. Fuck the fans. Mm. Yeah. I'm tired of their loyalty. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of their patronage. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, something that's been happening um, is that uh, adults will talk to me and say that they've been reading the comics since they were children. Oh, wow. Uh, that's really weird. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, e- even like uh, there's a guy uh, that I'm working on a new comic with. He's an artist. And he's like, I think he's like 21 or 22. And he's like, yeah, I've been reading the comics since I was in middle school. Wow. Wow. I'm like, no, we're, we're peers. <laughs> it's not allowed. Yeah. That's funny. I Jeez. mean, it, you know, you, you're also, uh, you did a stint on Deadpool, right? So that's got to be uh, exciting to see the movie coming to light. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Like, he's my favorite Marvel character. Uh, and of course, it's wonderful to get to have my say about what he gets to act like on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, I mean, did I read right that that was like a, it was a few years ago now, right? Like you just did like a, a short run with it or? Um, I've, I've had a couple of little stints on Deadpool. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I wrote uh, Deadpool, the Fear Itself uh, Deadpool tie-in. Fear Itself was one of those giant summer Marvel things where everything changes forever. Yeah. Uh, and that was uh, his little tie-in to it. Um, I believe I got that job because they scheduled it without anyone to write it, and then everyone that they would normally talk to was busy. <laughs> hey, so that was my way in the door. That was my first Marvel job. Right, Chris? Yeah. Absolutely. By hook and or crook. <laughs> yeah. I've, um, just been, I've just been getting back into comic books and... Uh, um, so it's kind of, uh, it's still, it's all new to me again, you know? It's all new to me. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're, they're trying to make this as uh, good a time for folks like you as possible, which is, which is nice. I, I think we should be courting new fans and people mm-hmm. who are coming back. It shouldn't have to be billions of years of continuity that you have to slog through to figure out what, you know, why, yeah. why Cyclops is mad. Yeah, well, right, that's, right. that's definitely like the thing that keeps me from taking up an interest in sports <laughs> also is like when I see us, you know, I know that there's lots of like context for how this player is doing in this game and like, Oh, they're pulling the pitcher. What's that going to mean for his career? But it's like all meaningless to me because I never heard of any of the people on the field before yesterday. Well, you know what? Yeah. The, lucky for you, Ben, there, there are people that have been into it for a long time. So you just ask for <laughs> some guidance. That's what I, and, that's what and, I do with the comic And I always drop. enjoy it if I, if I get some guidance, but I, uh, you know, I'm, um, I'm full of, uh, Un, un, unwarranted pride, so I, I hesitate <laughs> to ask any anybody else for help. Uh, well, that's that's on you, buddy. Yeah, so it's good. It's good. It'd be like they uh, they 
you know, they kicked everybody out of the league and they brought in new, play, <laughs> new players, but gave them the same names and numbers. So. <laughs> uh, one other thing, Chris, is that you are a writer, uh, the, the writer for the uh, Adventure Time comic book, yes? Yes, I am. I, I, I write the, the ongoing Adventure Time series. I, I've had the first couple of uh, collections of the Adventure Time uh, books in my hands a couple times, and I just haven't pulled the trigger. But I'll tell you right now, I'm going to. Uh, you just started this year, right? Yeah, I did not write those books that you have. No, 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 no. But it's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, I, I, Adventure Time, the cartoon, is, you know, maybe the sweetest and best thing going. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm all in. I know the one you didn't write the first, what, 36 or something? Uh, or 30, 35. 30, yeah, 30. But, uh, but my pal Ryan North did. And, um, well, he's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, following up after him has been the worst thing he could ever do to me. <laughs> oh, you're up to the uh, task, though. Well, you know, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did we did we meet through Jordan Morris? I think so. A Jordan Morris yeah. visiting New York situation. Uh, yeah, I think we went to one of those crappy bars that improvisers like to hang out at. Yeah, the imp- improvisers have terrible taste in bars. <laughs> oh, is that oh, a universal boy. truth? Is that is that real? Man, it is in New York. It is, uh, it, in New York, there's like there's a, there's one bar in particular, but in general, also. But what uh, does that mean? Like, what's what? What does that mean? Like, how bad is a is the bar that you met at? Like, I mean, what what? They're uh, they're valued for how cheap you can drink. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh and, man, that's like and the, the, everyone's worst nightmare is the uh, <laughs> or every bartender's. What what's the cheapest beer you have? That's the, that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an immediate red flag on that patron's uh, <laughs> intentions for the evening. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I walk in and I say, like, whatever is what what is the most I can spend for the least amount of alcohol? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of bar bar patron I am. Yeah, well, just living a very fancy lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did ask that at a coffee shop one time. Like, what? is the most caffeine I can get for the least amount of money because I was, <laughs> I was really broke at the time. And uh, I think they made me a red eye, which was oh yeah, uh, iced coffee with a shot of espresso in it. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's giving me anxiety just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, you'll be up all night. <laughs> I've had, I'm so tired and, uh, today. I've had two coffees, but, uh, you know, I'm, so I'm tired and a- anxious. It, it's like the weirdest combination. It's like uh, some sort of bliss, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Oscillating between bliss wow. and uh, anxiousness, yeah. So it's two flavors that you wouldn't think go well together, but somehow they do. Yeah, I got my anxiety and my fatigue. Yeah. Why it's it's the weekend. Why are you punishing yourself so? Well, it's uh this is actually my weekend. I'm kind of like in the middle of a, a 6-day stretch of of late nights. Like I've been working uh, uh late nights and I don't know, I got up early because that's how my body works and so I just kind <laughs> of zombify my way through the day. Yeah. Um, but no, it's 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 actually kind of nice. It's not bad. I'm not really like it's not the anxiousness that uh <laughs> I'm not chewing my fingernails off or anything like that, you know. Yeah. Well, how does it, uh, how does it do? I mean, are you thinking about all of the new things you'll be able to do with the end of Dr. McNinja or does it, um, maybe, maybe we should, for the uninitiated, describe <laughs> the, the strip a little bit. Sure. For people Our who strip can, is probably not the right. You can call it a strip. I'm, I'm not one of these people who, who cares so much, uh, the language of comic books. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's not a comic book, it's a graphic novel. <laughs> uh, or it's not, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Uh, they're all comics to me. Um, 
But yeah, so for those of you who wonder what the heck we're talking about, um, I read a comic called The Adventures of Dr. McNinja, which is the adventures of a doctor who is also a ninja. <laughs> uh, and he lives in a world uh, that generally can uh, support such a ridiculous notion uh, in such a way that it, it does not seem so ridiculous. So you, you've, you've, uh, you've set that as your premise and then followed all the logical conclusions. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much precisely out. how it goes. I was like, oh, let's make a comic about, like this Dr. McNinja character. It's like, well, what makes sense? Well... His last name is McNinja. That means he must come from a family of ninjas. <laughs> Irish ninjas. Irish ninjas, yeah. And they must not be terribly pleased that he's a doctor instead of a, a full-time ninja. And so sure. let's keep going out from there and out from there. And it's kind of been following that, uh, if this is true, what else is true? Which right. I thought I invented. And then it turns out that that is a key premise of comedy that's been followed for decades. Yeah. I mean, it's also, I feel like, uh, having maybe a special time in the last several years as a, as a premise. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, and it, and it's something that doesn't necessarily even have to work in comedy. Like I feel like good sci-fi kind of is the same. Yeah. Way. I mean, it's also or good, just, just good, like hero comics, you know, like it's probably how the real world works too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it seems to, I mean, it works particularly well in comedy and Comedy works along a lot of the same lines as a lot of speculative fiction, where it's like if you need to start making crap up, there's certain rules that help it keep from being random nonsense. Right. Um, Do you like as a as a writer ever, um, you know, think about doing work in non comic uh, areas of writing? Do you ever like do scripts or sure, yeah, Um, novel kind of things or anything like that? I'm not so hot with prose, um, but um, I do write sketch comedy. Yeah. Um, I'm on a I'm on a sketch team at the Magna Theater here oh, in New York. I think I knew that. I should have done more homework. <laughs> well, I, you could have also just been like acting like you were setting me up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, well, I, yeah. I, I, if I was a good interviewer, I would not have showed my hand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like writing sketch comedy. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, I've uh, I don't know. I've I've written some like pilot spec scripts that gather dust on a hard drive. Yeah. Um, well, uh, why don't we get into the meat of the show and, uh, we'll keep, we'll keep gabbing about comics, uh, to our mm, heart's content as we go. Meat. What do you guys, what do you guys say? Yeah, let's yes, please. It. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, this is the segment where we say what our thing is. So, um, just follow my lead, but you basically say like the shortest version of what the thing is going to be and then say, I need a drink for that. Okay. Um, so, uh, is this a, is this a new way of, yeah, we've, that? we've, we've tweaked I, it a little bit okay. recently. Uh, so, uh, here we go. Well guys, um, uh, I had my first shift tending a actual bar for actual patrons recently and i need a drink for that congratulations chris uh which chris sorry (laughs) sorry oh man i heard you both number one draw breath first time (laughs) uh, i'm i'm the dummy here um uh bowman okay Uh, I went to, uh, I have been going to a lot of Blue Jay games this year, and I went to one last week, and for the first time in my life, caught a foul ball. 
Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. That deserves some applause, too. So I need a drink for that. Yeah. And Chris. Dr. Hastings, <laughs> as he's known on Twitter. <laughs> um, I uh, ran into some, uh, some car trouble uh, recently that ended with the car uh, lighting on fire and being completely destroyed. Oh, my God. Wow. I need a drink for that. <laughs> Chris Hastings, you're on the side of the road. This this car in, is engulfed in flames. Yep. What better to drink than a drink that gets lit on fire? Ah. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, you're going to be drinking a samba. Oh. Uh, uh, this is two ounces of cachaça, mm. uh, one ounce of cane sugar syrup, three dashes of citrus bitters, half an ounce of Aperol or Campari. Uh, I think I'm going to do Aperol. A mm, little, uh, less, little less intense. Yeah. Uh, one lime and some 151 proof rum. Yowza. Uh, cinnamon sugar and nutmeg for the garnish oh that sounds great yeah so uh what we're gonna do is fill an old-fashioned glass with crushed ice muddle uh a an entire lime cut in quarters uh we're gonna add the cachaca cane sugar syrup and bitters strain that mixture over the crushed ice so uh for those uh noting how confusing that is i mean you're you're not straining the you're not putting those cr- muddled limes in with the crushed ice. You're doing this in a separate glass. Uh, so strain that mister, mixture over the crushed ice, drizzle with the Aperol, and then on top of the drink, uh, we're going to fill a spent lime shell, so half of a lime, with 151, dust it with cinnamon, sugar, and nutmeg, and set that mother on fire. <laughs> oh, boy. Preferably yes. by just holding the glass <laughs> in the vicinity of the car and letting it spontaneously combust. Uh, <laughs> An interesting take on that is you you might uh, light the fire, and if you throw the cinnamon at the fire, <laughs> it makes a little fireball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like the, uh, what is that, the Spanish coffee that they do in Portland? Is it? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. There's something like that, where they put a bunch of 151 in a, in a glass and light it on fire, and then they dust cinnamon in, and it makes a little... I little, say, uh, I say show. Hand, hand the camera to Chris and Ben throw cinnamon <laughs> at the drink. <laughs> oh, oh, are we doing a video show now? Is that <laughs> no? I mean, if, like the, just a photo. That's oh. fine. You know. Oh well, 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 well. Okay. See what happens. Uh, we'll see ben, what happens. you're going to be drinking a field cocktail. Uh, two ounces of uh, Pierre Ferrand Ambre Cognac, or you know, cognac. A- amber cognac. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just the French spelling of amber. Uh, one ounce of Noali Pratt dry vermouth. And three quarter ounces of pineapple juice. You're gonna stir with ice and strain into a chilled coupe. Garnish with a pineapple leaf. Mm. Yeah, simple um, to the point. Chris, uh, you're gonna be drinking a Queens Park Swizzle. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked this out because I googled if Queens Park was the name of something in Toronto, and it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I don't think it has anything to do with whatever that is in Toronto. No. <laughs> Pair this with living in Toronto yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like the most, the, the the signature achievement of living in Toronto is catching a, a foul ball at a Jay's yeah, game. So, yeah. um, so this is uh, three ounces of Demerara rum, uh, one ounce of fresh lime juice, half an ounce of Demerara sugar syrup, four to six mint leaves. You're going to 
swizzle all that shit in a double old-fashioned glass partly filled with crushed ice. And you're going to add more crushed ice and swizzle it again until the glass is real frosty on the outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say that uh, you're going to want to garnish that with a big old bunch of mint and your spent lime shell. Um, I'm very excited. This is a very uh, this is a high test beverage. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm about to drink. Yeah, that'll but, uh, that'll put some hair on your uh, yeah. already. Only thing I'll be catching prodigiously after that is hairy a chest. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I did have a question about swizzle stick. I because I've recently moved and I uh, yeah. forgot my swizzle stick. So, uh, oh. but uh, I, you know, you you suggested uh, an alternative. One of the last, like the last time I had the uh, gin and juice swizzle, I think. Um, oh, did I? I yeah. mean, you can do it with a with just a bar spoon. Yeah, I did see recently uh, someone on one of the cocktail websites that I went to had uh, wedged like like it looked like a matchstick with the head broken off into a a fork <laughs> like a like a cocktail fork, you know, like yeah, that yeah. you would spear a, a cherry with or something. Mm-hmm. So that there was just a little bit more swizzle action on the end <laughs> of it, so that. Uh, when it turned, it you know turned into a helicopter blade or whatever. Right, right. Um, did you know but, that? Did you know that swizzle is like a is a tree branch? Like the, I didn't, yeah, yeah. It, it like comes from a real thing. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's yeah, pretty amazing. I um, uh, I will confess to not owning one. Um, so well, you're you're ahead of me even in having forgotten it. Well, <laughs> somehow I come out ahead. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, Should go, we go make, make these them drinks. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. That did not pick up, I'm sure. But rest assured, listeners, we did clink. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we are being polite. Um, man, I'm jealous of both of your drinks. Oh, man. Uh-oh. My drink is really good, but oh, good. I'm jealous of yours because I like icy drinks. And I'm hoping we're right that the lime has stopped being on fire. Yeah, I really should have like blown out like <laughs> invisible flames. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I almost really hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> you see those videos of like assholes on the internet trying to do shots of lit mm-hmm. booze. Oh, man. The insurance company is not going to be happy when they hear this episode. <laughs> I think did I? I think I might have told the story of a friend lighting a, a shot of sambuca on fire and going to smack it out with his hand, like the top of the glass with his hand, and it suction cup to his hand and burned no. a ring. It burned a ring into his like hand. Like Joe Pesci in uh, Home Alone. <laughs> is that oh, what happens? Uh, when he like goes to open the oh the handle? See, yeah, 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 yeah. What does he put? Like a he puts like a. Electric charcoal starter. Yeah, on, I was going to say, I don't remember the a flaming Zambuca shot in Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. You know, I never questioned what that device was. It's an electric charcoal. I could, I could be wrong about what that was. That, well, that would make a lot of sense. Be like, yeah. why did he have this, yeah, this, this hangable ring of <laughs> heat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was what it was called. That was, yeah. Where, that honey, was actually, have you seen my hangable ring of heat? Not like the most popular piece of merchandise from that series, you know. Obviously, the talk, <laughs> talk boy, the talk boy was the, the the thing to have. But you know, from the first movie, mm-hmm. it was definitely like the the uh, yeah. door handle yeah. and hotener. My my <laughs> favorite hotner. was the was the collection of filthy doves from mm. Home Alone too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, uh, got to catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> You know, as a, as a side effect, Ben, this drink 
will 100% take care of any anxiety uh, and uh, fatigue that I have um, today because this is... Bowman, I've never heard of you having either of those things. This is a serious beverage. Hmm. Yeah, like three it, ounces. Yeah. I don't ever drink three ounces usually in a drink, I don't think. You guys have like regulations about how many ounces can be in a drink up there, don't you? That's right, yeah. I don't. You can't serve like... Uh, I think... What is it? It's like an ounce, so double. You know, you can only serve two ounces. You can't serve any more than two ounces of alcohol wow. in a drink. Hmm. Yeah. And is like how is it two ounces of eighty proof alcohol? Or I mean, can you do two ounces of? Well, the finer points, I'm not sure of, but I think yeah. it's got to be. It's got to be. I'd imagine it'd be the eighty proof. You hmm. know. Is it like? Are there like? Government inspectors coming into your bar and putting little <laughs> measurement devices into people's drinks. Yeah, they've got really sophisticated technology up here for that stuff. Yeah, I bet. A lot of our tax dollars at work, you know? Mm. Um, well, you know, I think that if, if you have uh, undergone the glorious achievement of catching a foul ball, <laughs> you deserve three ounces of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think that the government, I think that that law probably has a specific exception for dudes who have recently caught, caught a foul ball. And yeah. ladies. Yeah. Um, well, good. thankfully, I'm uh, in the comfort of my own home, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Jackbooted thugs aren't going to kick in the front door. I dare you to come into my home. Yeah. Get off my land. Um, yeah. Out of my cold, dead, <laughs> drunk fist. <laughs> uh, well, I guess let me tell you the story of this, this uh, fateful day. Yeah, um, you you almost told this to me on the phone, and I was like, Chris, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. We have a podcast. You got to save yeah, these for stories. Once, for once in my miserable life, it's not an ailment or some, like, I didn't trip and <laughs> smack my head off a car door or something. Um, uh, so, friend of the show, past guest of the show, Chris Berube, friend of the show, uh, Andrew Norton, and myself, uh, it has become a somewhat regular thing that we've been going to Blue Jay games, and... Uh, Nice. Uh, so Chris got us seats at the uh, the third baseline uh, foul territory, just just to the the right of the foul pole, and we thought, holy shit, this is like we're gonna something's gonna come this way, you know? Yeah. Not knowing yeah. exactly how close. And uh, so we were in in amongst the commoners. It was quite packed where we were, and we said, no, no, none of this, thank you. And we moved to a <laughs> section, you know, just one section over. You know how yeah. they have got that imaginary line, and it costs X amount of dollars more to sit in these seats the exact yeah. same sort of sort of uh comfort level but just more pricey and uh it was, more it was orphan day at the game and you wanted to get away from all of them you, chris you've been have you yeah exactly. oh of course we actually moved closer to the orphans there was a, a, a group of uh, uh park or sorry camp kids uh summer camp kids from pennsylvania were in the section oh really yeah so uh, but there was you know tons of free space uh, also so we sat you know, with no one around us except for these kids, you know, a few feet to our right. And, um, wow. uh, you know, the kids were yelling at the, the outfielders and one of the guys uh, uh, um, had thrown a ball to them. And, you know, they were like losing their minds and stuff. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I think it was like sixth inning. And, you know, I turned to Chris and I say, man, I can't like normally there's like crazy amount of foul balls hitting in this is hitting this area. Uh, and, and there's nothing yet. And yeah. it was a batter later, you know, one batter later, <laughs> yeah. a foul ball. 
and I'm not even paying attention at this. I, I was looking at the ground or my phone, probably my phone. And uh, and uh, did you did you like take off your hat, gesticulating, <laughs> talking to somebody, and it just landed in your hat? No, 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 no. That would be amazing. Um, did it I, land in your beer? <laughs> no, no. Also amazing. I, I did want to use a popcorn bucket, though. I just want to shower my yeah. friends with popcorn. But but, uh, but you realized it wouldn't work because you'd cut that hole for your penis in the bottom of it, so it would have gone right through. <laughs> You're a filthy son of a gun. Uh, yeah, so I'm just a fan of French cinema. <laughs> so uh, what movie is that? No, I don't know. I don't know. Some French like coming of age film where like a kid that, like tries to actually do that and uh, oh maybe oh, is it um, Le Pie American? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Oh, that French one. cinema. <laughs> uh, le, le, le kilomètre naked. <laughs> Uh, so I, uh, quickly I'm shaken from my phone staring by Chris and, and Andrew yelling, oh shit. And I look up and <laughs> ball, a ball, bro. ball, yeah, a ball is coming in our, our way. Excuse me. <clears throat> a ball is coming our way and I look up and it's like looking like it's going to go past us. Um, but it hits like this giant, uh, like the banner, like a light, a lit up, like electronic banner behind us. <laughs> and it makes this huge thud sound and it drops straight down to the row behind us. So I didn't catch it out of the air, but I, uh, I turn and everything's happening so quickly. I don't know. I have no, honestly, really, I like my memory of this is very kind of like, as I caught the ball, I kind of like blacked out. I was like so excited. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so you, you forgot about snatching it out of the hands of an orphan mm. who is also holding just, a just wait. giant lollipop. Just, a Pennsylvania just orphan. Ben, just wait for the end of the story, will you? So I turn around <laughs> and there's like literally, uh, you know, probably 70 kids to our, uh, to our right. But as I turn around, uh, they're on my left and there's one kid coming towards the ball. And there's me. And my two friends are standing beside me just kind of like, you know, they're just standing still and watching it go down. <laughs> and I, like a goddamn, uh, what are those things called? Praying mantis. Snatch the ball. <laughs> like, it was like, it was some sort of like martial art, you know, like way of the, like a mantis style. Exactly what yeah. it was. You, you killed your husband and you went for the ball. <laughs> I mm -hmm. his, yeah, took his head off. And uh, I snapped the ball. Like, it bounced and I, I caught it like uh, on the bounce. And I, as I look up, I'm like, holy shit, I got a ball. I got the ball. And I look up and I hear Chris over my shoulder say, you should probably give it to the kid. And I look up and there's a kid, <laughs> like, you know, probably a foot and a half away. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I just, I kind of like, I just hand the ball to the kid. And now, don't get me wrong. I didn't want to give it to the kid. Yeah, but, no. I mean, it's the right thing to do. So it's technically the right thing to do, but yeah. fuck that. Kid. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I, I, I hand it over to the kid and then, you know, Andrew says, you should get a picture with the guy. So I get him to come back with the ball and, you know, we got a picture together just so yeah. there's proof that I caught the ball. And then within minutes, this is why I love technology. Within minutes, <laughs> Andrew's sister had texted a photo of us on TV where, oh, yeah. where I'm like, you know, you no can kind way. of, yeah, you can kind of make us out that there's the three of us and there's me like almost beating the living shit out of a 10 year old kid <laughs> for a foul ball. That, but, that uh, is such a situation where you are either a hero, a hero or a villain. Yeah, like, there yeah. is no neutral ground. Yeah. If, if you uh, steal the ball from a kid or you graciously give one to yeah, him. Yeah. You'd yeah. be on the front page of Reddit the next day with 
3,500 people weighing in on what a turd they think Dude, you are. I've seen, I've seen, you know, people on camera just keeping the ball from a kid and everyone around them, you know, giving them dagger eyes, right? And, yeah. And it wasn't until I saw the photo, like, minutes later of us on television where I realized how many people were watching what was happening, like, right. around us, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, like, it's, kind of, it's kind of a lesson about this modern age that we live in, you know? Like, anything you put out on Twitter or Facebook, that's... That's a public act, man. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's true. There but might I as also... well be a stadium pe full of people watching it. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I uh, like. I I also think though, like, because as I turn around and sit down, there's a husband and wife sitting in front of us, and you know, this like this older man just kind of fist bumped me, and like, it's like cool, you know, like, you know, that was a good move, man. I'm like, oh, thanks, you know, and I, I, it just kind of. <laughs> felt better in the end you know because i yeah. think i just have a fucking baseball more meaningful for the kid mm. yeah yeah totally and and i mean like they're here visiting on summer like from a summer camp and it's a cool story i guess you know yeah um, totally but uh it was it was the best part was like asking him to get a photo taken and like all the you know like all these teenage girls like oh like you know like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. anyway uh, so it was a thrill like i mean that's never happened i mean it's come you know it's they've landed around me before and i've never actually wanted to be that guy that's like right. running and you know diving after a foul baseball because that's not you know that's not mm -hmm. cool either yeah. No. Yeah. but uh yeah it just kind of it literally almost fell in my lap so you know doesn't get better than that not bad man well mm -hmm. um i'm uh the suspense is killing me with what swizzling device you wound up using well, here's the funny thing. So I went upstairs and there was one of those, uh, you know, like a like a whisk or like an egg beater, but it's not like, um, you know, there's those ones that are like a loop, like they're like the series of loops or there's the ones that have like the little metal balls at the end. You know what I'm talking about? Hmm. I don't, I'm not familiar with the metal ball variety. Well, so you'll, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send you a photo. You'll, you'll understand soon. But it, it kind of looked like a, maybe like a, a swizzle-ish. So I used that and it worked. Nice. It worked like a charm. Hmm. So pretty good yep and um, uh again i wouldn't be catching anything if i had one of these at the baseball game <laughs> yeah um i'd be going for the ball in the middle if you know what i mean you know and uh and how's that drink treating you are you a uh are you a proponent oh yeah this is um you know what i bought el dorado 12 year rum for this occasion oh nice was, uh, yeah and um, that's a that's a that's a favorite of mine. Mine too. I, I had the five year in my hand, and I I don't know the five year. I've had the twelve year before, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna splash out and yeah. uh, get the twelve year. So I think that uh, I I didn't see it available when I was in uh, Toronto, but you can get a a fifteen year if mm. uh, if uh, next time you're in in the states if you're interested. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely am. It just gets older and older, you know. <laughs> sure, by the minute. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, Chris Hastings, I'm uh, I'm dying to hear about this burning car story. <laughs> but since it's the most interesting thing we're going to talk about, and I want to keep the people in on the edge of their podcast seats. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I you know the most interesting part of the story. <laughs> it's, it's not like, and who was the fireman that showed up? None other yeah. than John than Kelly Ripa, than <laughs> Mr. November. <laughs> um, Kelly Ripa or John Han is the two names he came up with, which is pretty great. Yeah. You you went for the more obvious choice. Yeah, that's way more obvious. You're right. Uh, but Kelly, Kelly Ripa would. Well, you know, she's interesting. She, you know, she's just she's busy with so many things. She's, it made sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> she's a very charitable woman. I mean, yeah. it's not totally unbelievable that she would be on a volunteer firefighter. 
type detail <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, but before we get to that, sure, I'll just uh, give you guys the the debrief on my bartending experience. Um, I uh, so we did drinks and dilettantes, which I mentioned on this oh, show yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Right. Um, it was my uh, my uh, it was a pop up bar restaurant that I did with a couple of friends. And uh, it was Mexican Mexican cuisine. Um, the idea of the idea is that we would do kind of a a different. Uh, I mean, the original idea has been has always been that we would do like a different cuisine every time, and I would come up with drinks that go with them. And um, you know, people that come get get a little uh, little tour through the cocktail world while having a tour through the culinary world. Um, but man, it is not easy to bartend. We we wound up deciding to just do the late dinner. We kind of realized like two days out that we had uh, bitten off a lot more than we could chew logistically. So we combined the early dinner and the late dinner that we had sold into one. And I am so glad that we did that because if I had had to do two shifts of making those drinks... <laughs> I would have yeah. fucking died. Like, what's the what was the what was the number per well uh, potentially what was going to be the early and late uh, seating number? Like, I mean, we opened up enough tickets for twenty people. Mm-hmm. I think that that was a mistake because I don't know if we would have even been able to seat twenty people in the space that we were using. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so we wound up having like a very full second seating mm-hmm. and. Uh, Second and only seating. <laughs> um, but man, like, yeah, like like whipping up a bunch of drinks, keeping the consistency up, you know, getting them out to people before they've diluted in their ice and all that is, uh, is a challenge. Uh, you know, I feel like a couple of weeks ago you were, you were saying you would never, uh, you would never take me for granted, Chris. Uh <laughs> I I feel like I've I've learned about uh, how how I need to not take my bartenders for granted because, mm-hmm. man, it is fucking a super challenge. It's like it's like physically challenging. My mm-hmm. feet were killing me at the end of it. Yeah, um, I had a blast. I will say. Yeah. I mean, we uh, we tried like a bunch of weird Mexican spirits, ricea and sotol and mm-hmm. mezcal and and really fancy tequila. Um, but yeah, like um, I'm also like kind of an introvert, so like uh, the the schmoozy part of it is doesn't come easy to me. Right. And while well, the like there were parts of it where I would like go into the room and kind of explain, oh, this is Ricea and it's kind of Mexican moonshine, and here's what it's gonna taste like, and here's how it's different from mezcal, and here's how it's different from sotol, um, but and and that that part's easy for me to do and mm-hmm. and I you know I like that part because I can like make I, a joke and the information get, part is easy for tw- you get twenty people to laugh is a, is a very satisfying feeling I can <laughs> completely see why people like to do stand up comedy for a living but mm-hmm. the uh, the like kind of having people come up to you and kind of like do light chit chat is exhausting in the mm-hmm. same way as standing in one place for four hours is exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Like the, the social aspect is my favorite part. I mean, it's the information part. I don't like so much, huh. which is where I think we trade off there. But, um, well, you're the, you're the yang to my yin. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, let me ask, how did you have to serve? Were you um, the twenty? The first round of cocktails, like the twenty drinks, went out at once. No, I would kind of hit a table all at once. So okay, I would do kind of. You know, if there were four people on a table, I would hit them all, all four at the same time. And you're doing like the first, like it is the first cocktail is the same. Everyone's getting the same drink, right? Right. Or, yeah. Okay. Well, we started with the flight, so it was I was putting out basically shots. Like I, this was another thing that we probably will recalibrate on the second time out. Is mm-hmm. it was basically everybody got four shots and then two cocktails, and it was a two-hour dinner. Oh my god. <laughs> So, so it was like, uh, you know, a lot, a lot to drink. Um, and I feel like it was, people liked what they were drinking a lot, but the amount was maybe a little bit, it was a little, it was a little, I mean, this is, this is the kind of drinking I would, I would fantasize about doing, but I know that most people are not like trying to drink at the pace that I like to drink at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... So what anyways. did you What did you have? Was it... Because uh, I'm... Personally, I, I am all right with the execution. It's the logistics and the planning that, that maybe I... Like, you know, when we bartend Max FunCon... Yeah. Um, uh, Aiden is the guy that does... Obviously, he's been in the game way longer. And he's, you know, okay, well, we'll batch this drink. We'll do this. We'll do that. And it's just like, it's something that comes natural to him. So, yeah. you know, that is... I, I really appreciate that aspect of... Well, of I've definitely that. stolen a couple of... I definitely stole a couple of uh, moves from his playbook. But um, I don't know. I think it was small enough that I was able to just kind of make them individually and yeah yeah for sure i was like i was thinking about batching like the the juices and syrups and stuff ahead of time Mm -hmm. but uh i wound up just making them um, yeah yeah that's i mean with 20 people i think you're yeah you're right i mean it's not overwhelming yeah um it's probably right at the kind of at the tipping point though Mm -hmm. you know like if it was 30 people i would definitely have needed to be a little bit more strategic about how i was doing it yeah, I mean, now imagine I, you know, I said earlier uh, that I just worked for basically twelve-hour shifts, you know, and it's, you know, I don't stand still behind the bar because I'm also, you know, waiting tables at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I come home at night after twelve hours, and I feel like I have got my ass kicked, you know. Yeah. So I know when I have four days ahead of me, I'm like, oh, I am not, I am not in. Good enough you come, shape. You come home from work and you say, "Give me a Queens Park swizzle." <laughs> yeah, I, I do am now. Bushed. I do now. <laughs> um, well, speaking of swizzles, Chris Hastings, your drink has a bit of a swizzle uh, angle to it, being that it's a crushed ice drink. I gave it a little swizz, sure, as I was making it. Just Put in to, that spoon. But I mean, like you know, it was, it was pretty well combined in the in the in the mixing glass. So, mm. um, but how do you, how did you like it? Uh, it's nice. I'm a, still working on it. I am still working on it. Um, I mean, uh, I, I'm a fan of the, uh, and please correct my pronunciation, a caipirinha? Caipirinha, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, and this seems to be a relative. I, I'm an expert on, on <laughs> pronouncing that word. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so th- that's a very similar drink, and that, that is like, it's the cachaça and yeah. the, the syrup and the lime. But this has got, um, this is uh, rounded out really nicely with the the... The Aperol and the bitters kind of 
give it that uh you know that yeah roundness there's, there's to it. a little bit more depth of flavor i would imagine yeah Do you and mind if i steal a sip no go right ahead um and you know obviously cinnamon and or nutmeg are always uh welcome to like a nice yeah. summery kind of citrusy flavor yeah that's got a um hmm i feel like that the it's almost got like a margarita thing happening yeah, I think from maybe combining the the kind of orangey flavor with the limey flavor, probably yeah, the orange and that and the apérol, interesting. Well, um, I did not taste the fire. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that that went out beforehand. Uh, <laughs> oh, I should have mentioned your eyebrows are gone. <laughs> oh, my precious eyebrows. <laughs> um, but you can draw them back on and and make yourself look. Uh, you know, yeah. evil or right something. now. Right now, nobody knows what you're thinking, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that window tear. I'm just looking constantly surprised. Um, yeah, uh, you just look very sincere to me. Um, so, so do you think that if you'd had one of these in your hand with the unlit 151 uh-huh. as you were escaping the burning car, you could have just kind of held the glass out and caught <laughs> caught some fire to it? Yeah, in that hypothetical situation, we're no, already I mean, like, driving. Yeah, I've got this entire drink You've got made. An open container the problem. Car, it's lit on fire. I'd say, you know what would make this perfect? <laughs> I do have some 151 floating around <laughs> on top of this lime. Oh god! And I don't want to drink it. That's too much. <laughs> That's too strong. Yeah. Let's toast it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, t- like, talk us through this, man. All like, right. I've never had a car catch on fire. Oh, congratulations. That must feel <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Um, so uh, some friends and I went to my wife's aunt's cabin uh, in the Poconos uh, for the weekend. And um, I, 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 we, we rode up uh, with my friend uh, Rob, and it was his car. Um, I feel bad stealing his drink. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, well, you can make one for him when you get back. That is a fine call. I will do that. I'll be like, hey, hey, Rob, here's your flaming drinks. Does it remind you of anything? Yeah. And he, as he runs away screaming. Yeah. Is this a PTSD trigger? <laughs> well, it tastes great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we went to his cabin, and then, um, you know, when it's time to leave, uh, it was on Sunday and his car is just like not going anywhere. And, uh, we call around, you know, we're in rural Pennsylvania and, um, yeah, the Poconos is kind of shockingly remote given how proximate it is to like Philadelphia and New York. And yeah, precisely. It's, it's, it's in that sweet spot of like another dimension that you just hop over to. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like, I grew up in California and the West was was populated as densely as it is so much later than this side of the country that um you just like you don't see buildings that were are more than 50 years old for the most part in most of California and and so like when you go outside of the city and you go through a rural area you're like Makes sense. We just haven't gotten to this yet. But the, like, like when I moved out here, you know, like you drive outside the city, you're like, holy shit! Like nobody has bothered to like build a building anywhere. Yeah, out here. <laughs> yeah, and for sure. Do you know how much this is worth? Yeah. Like considering, like it's stunning to see a backyard here in Brooklyn. Yeah. Like you know, or oh, an empty lot. Yeah. Like why are you leaving that money on the table? Yeah. I used to have a backyard that basically was an empty lot, and it was like. 
it seems nuts that nobody has put an apartment building here. Yeah. <laughs> like, they could make so much money if they did that. Yeah. Well, uh, enough other people have got the right idea to make living in this town slowly more and more miserable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so we're, uh, he, the car's not doing anything. We called like a, a billion mechanics that are just not open because yeah. it's Sunday. Right. And finally managed to get a tow truck. Uh, and this guy comes out. And he's like, he checks out the car. And he's like, oh, is you just you're out of transmission fluid. Yeah. And um, he's like, oh, uh, you, oh, you got a, you got a leak. That was uh, the first thing I was doing. Yeah, I'm sure, transmission <laughs> fluid. Uh, so he, you know, he's like, oh, just top it off, and then that should last you long enough to get back to New York and take it to your own mechanic. So we fill up the transmission fluid, and we we get on our way. And we are not very far at all before the transmission is acting up again. The car is like yeah. stuttering. It's an automatic and it's, you know, it cannot what, uh, what get What make and model are we talking here? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, a, a, a burnt out skeleton husk of a car. It, uh, it had I think four that wheels. One, It'll be missed. Yeah, it was gold. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, and uh, so, you know, we're, we're, we're moving along and it's having a hard time getting up hills uh, anytime Anytime you would, you know, shift gears, it's, it's, it's having a hard time. It's angry. Yeah, very mad. Um, and uh, we managed to get to a gas station, buy more transmission fluid, oh, refill it again, get going again. And uh, basically, we just kind of keep stopping every now and again to refill it. Yeah. And um, I, was, I was actually not feeling very well. I thought I had a flu or something, but it, it passed pretty quickly. Uh, and I was just like sleeping in the back of the car. And, uh, next thing I knew, my wife is shaking me like, get out of the car. It's on fire. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. So apparently like the next time he pulled over to, uh, refill it, when he opened the hood, <laughs> like a, you know, fireball leapt out at him. Wow. And, uh, he slammed the hood shut again. And, uh, we all jumped out of the car. Wow. Kind of looked at it cause it's not really on fire. Now the hood is shut, but right. there's some smoke. And we're like, well, what do we do? I don't know. And uh, <laughs> this other car like pulls up in front of us and like gets on. He's like, get away from the car. It's on fire, you idiots. <laughs> and we're like, what? And he could, from his angle, he could see like fire, like, like flames like, like licking out from like the wow. wheel well. And uh, so we're like, okay. And we just, we, we, uh, we grab all of our stuff and we empty the car and we're alongside like this hill on a highway. There's like, there's nothing there except for like, a McDonald's and a, another gas station. Yeah. And we're unloading the car and my wife runs to the gas station, which is like kind of far away. And it's like across, across like the freeway or right. and she, she's, she's like, there's a fire. And they're like, uh, um, do you want our fire extinguisher? And she's like, yes. And she grabs it and they're like, she runs back. She's like, it's locked up idiots. Like she was so mad at them. Because they <laughs> they were just completely dead. You would think a gas station would be on top of fire safety too. Not that one. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so she like she's gonna grab a fire extinguisher and she calls me back at the site and we're like watching like oh yeah this car is definitely on fire and she's like I got a fire extinguisher I was like oh no no you're not opening the hood to this car yeah. like like we're gonna watch it burn. <laughs> And, uh, and the guy who, who like, we've uh, got these cocktails going and we're just going to listen, I, <laughs> fire extinguisher. No way. We've, uh, what's this called? Uh, Samba. We've got Sambas, baby. Yeah. Uh, Come back. We made one for you. <laughs> we made one for you. Uh, yeah. So the guy who was spring, the people from the gas station, they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. Um, the, the guy who was nice enough to tell us that our car was on fire uh, also called 911. And, uh, we, yeah, we basically moved our, our stuff up the hill. And very quickly, the car 
was completely like on fire. Wow. And um, we just watched it burn. And like in the middle of nowhere, you would be shocked how many like onlookers just like came out of nowhere, like with, with their iPhones going. Yeah. Wow. I, I saw a, uh, a Porsche burn to the ground in uh, the Upper West Side of Manhattan, <laughs> the Tony Upper West Side one time. Probably like a hundred and twenty thousand dollar car. Oh I don't know anything about how cars are priced, but this was like a pretty brand new looking like four door Porsche. Whoa! And uh, I don't know what had happened, but like like it was kind of on fire when I got there, and I was like <laughs> I was late for something, and I was like I'm gonna fucking standing here and watch this. Like <laughs> this is amazing, uh. and easily five hundred people were just oh, you know. Yeah. You know, gave, giving it a wide berth of about 80 feet and mm-hmm. just on all four corners, just watching this fucker burn to the ground. And like the fire department showed up and they like made kind of a passing effort to put out the flames. But it was just like so far gone that they basically just let it burn out. It's almost, <laughs> I think like watching a Porsche burn is just so rare, I imagine. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good. I mean, you might more. as well just put a Porsche sized pile of cash <laughs> in, and light it on fire yeah. like it's just like holy shit like that is such a fucking it's such a ridiculous thing to see like yeah like you know it's like you're just watching it burn and then like the tires would pop yeah you yeah, know? Wow. Uh, so, yeah what's like, the what's the time frame here chris like from the time you got your stuff out of the car to the time you moved up the hill and then you just watch i mean like how many, it was uh, go, it was gone within 15 minutes wow. of like leaping out of the car. Oh, that's one of uh, my favorite Nicolas Cage films. <laughs> He's a car arsonist. <laughs> gone in 15 minutes is like yeah. the worst he, heist he, ever. He lives his life one matchbook at a time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, god! And uh, yeah, there was like this uh, this guy who ran like a junkyard happened to be driving by and he and he <laughs> give, pulls up and he's like give you $78 for that steal oh no you paid him to take it away oh, oh yeah right. he was happy to help <laughs> and uh <laughs> like uh, God, yeah uh, I remember it was really like, when the when the fire department shows up like you know poor Rob is watching his car burn yeah. and like, and they what like, is he going through at this? Is he like, he, you know, he, I, I did he know every, that his car was on its last legs yes, when the he, trip started? He, uh, no, but I mean, it was having some problems here and there, but yeah. like he'd had that car for a long time, I think. But you know, the firemen are, are about to, or they're kind of surrounding it and he's like, there better not be a goddamn scratch. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was that moment where we're like, oh, great. We can, we can go for the gallows humor through this entire ordeal. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that helped. Yeah. Everyone was in shock. And like, that was, that was really nice. Um, but like there was a McDonald's right there. So we're like, well, I guess we'll just take all our crap into the McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you, you had gas and food. You were set for life, basically. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but like, there was no way to get home at this point. Um, there was we that gas station also had a bus stop, but the next bus wasn't showing up for three hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it would be another like four hour trip to New York, and um, so like, unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, a very important web comic artist. Yes. <laughs> I, I have Up to with get this, home. I shall I not. I have talk. to get home. I have to log into my WordPress. <laughs> I can't do that from these boonies. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, basically, we we managed to 
uh, we got my wife's parents to come get us from Staten Island. Wow, a, a long trip. That is a that is a solid yeah family move. Well, you know, it's crazy <laughs> is that my father in law actually like, he drove out here and he's like. My car broke down here one time. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he was stuck there for oh. for forever. Uh, actually, think I think it's they, like they both the, were. It, uh, it's a it's just a trap. Yeah. The uh, what do they call it? The Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> yeah. The uh, the Pocono the Pocono Triangle. Hex. hex uh, <laughs> trying to think of another shape, and I can't. I just can't think of a shape. There are no other shapes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Triangles and hexagons. Yeah. <laughs> Hexagon. There's a. That's a shape. Nah, it sounds pretty sci-fi to me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I like. I like your use of the letter X. I think it's extreme. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. There was something that happened at the McDonald's. So we're waiting at this McDonald's forever, and like the manager comes by, and, and she's like, "How are you folks doing?" And he figured out how to get home. We're like, oh yeah, we've got family coming to get us. Yeah. And, um, and, she, and you know we're like, oh, was thanks. it McRib season at least? No. Oh. Regular ass hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> We did have them. We said, well, we're sitting in this McDonald's. We might as well have a, a McValue meal. Yeah. And, um, and we're like, well, thanks so much for letting us stay here. Because we were hanging at McDonald's for hours. And she's like, well, you know, you, we, we got to do what we can for our customers. And it's like, we, we're not, I mean, we did end up being customers. Yeah. But like, that's an odd stance to take. Like, you don't, it, it doesn't have to be the company line. You right. Know? It can yeah. just be like, you were stranded by the side of the road and we'll let you sit in our empty chairs. Yeah. Which is not like a charitable act on their right. part. That's like not a doing lot of the service that McDonald's provides is <laughs> being a place for people to fucking get air conditioned for a yeah. little while. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was nice that they let us sit there for a long time. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, well, good on them. Uh, guys, yeah. I have an important question for you. Do mm-hmm. you have, uh, down there in the United States of America, do you have uh, McDoubles? Is that a mm. thing there? You know, Chris, the, uh, the knowledge that I have of the, of the, the menu at McDonald's is, is sadly... All right, well, then I uh, defer to Ben, uh, to Chris, rather. Do you have McDoubles? Do you know? Do you have any have, idea? I think we have, like... Double quarter pounders or something. So basically a Is double cheeseburger. I found cheese out because burgers? there's a value meal uh, option called the McDouble, and there's a double <laughs> cheeseburger, okay? So I yeah. asked, what is the difference? Here's the difference. One single slice of cheese. Yeah, double um, cheeseburger has two slices of cheese. McDouble uh, has one. They, they, uh, Saving they, a heap of cash yeah. on that one slice of cheese. Yeah, I mean, you think about how many McDoubles are getting ordered... And you amortize the cost of that, the, mm-hmm. you know, two cent cost of that yep. slice of cheese. That's how the McDonald's makes a, their they're money. They're saving man. a mint every year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the only thing interesting I know about McDonald's is that the pickle and lettuce combination that they put on the uh, Big Mac is, is referred to as shred in the computer. <laughs> mm. Okay. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's that is the one thing I know about McDonald's. That is uh, that concludes McDonald's corner. Of let's yeah. drink about it. Um, well, should we move on to our listener request? Yeah, we shall. By the way, uh, this drink has got me drunk. Oh. <laughs> Chris, I, I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's uh, great. It's Sunday, man. The reason man. I'm sorry to hear that is that I need you to field a listener request for No, us. I'm good. I'm good. I can do it. I can do this. Hi, Chris and Ben. My name's Avon. 
love the podcast. In fact, I might say that you're a bit of an inspiration to me because the life event I'm calling about is starting a podcast. Uh, my husband and I are launching the Endless Knot podcast. It's a spin-off of the YouTube series that we do about etymology and history and literature, and we definitely need a cocktail to celebrate and to soothe our nerves as we go off into a whole new medium. And we'll certainly be talking about cocktails from time to time on our podcast too. So if you can get us, uh, give me a drink to get us started, that'd feel like a really good omen to start off with. Thanks, guys. Yay. Cool. Awesome. Congratulations. Um, Welcome. Uh, yeah. There's only a few of us out here podcasting at the moment, so, you know, <laughs> success yeah. is guaranteed. One of you guys ought to patent it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, there's probably a lot of money in that patent. <laughs> there might be. <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, that is very flattering, Avon. Um, it is indeed. Thank you. Avon, uh, friend of the, the show. Endless Nuts uh, YouTube, they did a very cool series on the uh etymology of the word cocktail and then they did another one on tiki drinks which mm-hmm. uh i highly recommend both of those if anybody is curious about the uh it's kind of a is as much cultural history as it is etymology um it's really cool they do a lot of uh research and then i think they make a drink at the end of uh each of those episodes so uh our, our kindred spirits online here indeed well Avon. Uh, I'm going to give you something called the journey. Uh, it is an ounce and a half of Macallan 12 year whiskey, half an ounce of cherry hearing liqueur, uh, half an ounce of, uh, again, brand name, not familiar, half an ounce of Taylor Fladgate, Tawny Port tenure, which is a lot of fun to say, Uh, quarter (laughs) ounce of Grand Marnier, one dash of Fee Brothers peach bitters, uh, an orange zest twist. You're going to combine liquids in a mixing glass with ice, stir until well chilled, strain into a chilled cocktail glass, uh, zest a fresh orange twist over the cocktail, and drop twist into the drink. It's very specific. Yeah. That sounds Uh, really good. Yeah. I think it should be good. Um, So Um, you know what to do, Avon. Make it. Yeah. Take a picture. Send it to us. Send it in. Mm -hmm. Uh, They might be in Ontario, so those... All of those ingredients are probably impossible to find. Well, you know, if you can find alternatives. If not, yeah. then uh, have a shot of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Most of us just drink whiskey up here, you know, yeah. so that's uh, whiskey and beer. That's pretty much it. We don't have a very refined culture. Well, Chris Hastings. Um how do how do people find Dr. McNinja, the adventures of Dr. McNinja, and all of your other comic works? Uh, gosh, uh, well, Dr. McNinja is at drmcninja.com. Um, I also have uh, collections of Dr. McNinja books available uh, in a variety of uh, local comic shops or Barnes & Nobles or Amazons or off of my own website. Yeah. Uh, the most recent one just came out uh, last week, uh, which okay. is called King Radical. Uh which is about Dr. McNinja's nemesis, King Radical. Nice. Uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Hastings. And uh, other general stuff about me is at Christopher-Hastings.com. Nice. Um, I uh, highly recommend that Twitter feed to anybody on Twitter. Um, you can also follow Chris on Twitter at Chris B. Chicken. And Benjamin at Benjamin R-A-H-R. And you can follow our show at Drink About It. We're also on... Uh, Instagram at Let's Drink About It, as well as Facebook at Let's Drink About It. Um, and we're on Tumblr uh, and 
Probably on some other websites sure. too, right? Oh, yeah. we're on the just World Wide Web at www.letsdrinkabout.it. Um, I wanted to thank, uh, after after the last two weeks shows, a uh, bunch of our listeners went on, left us reviews on iTunes, which we really appreciate. They did. JPS00, TJB Love, and Drinking About It all left uh, really awesome. really nice five-star reviews. Cool. Um yeah, thanks, thanks to to you three and uh, anybody else that's left one. Uh, I think that some people like don't write anything, but go ahead and write something. It doesn't have to be long. Just to <laughs> say what you like about it. Uh, say what you would say to a friend that you were trying to get to listen to the show. You know what I'm saying? Good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea, Ben. Yeah, I'm full of them. Yep. Um, well, uh, we should thank Graham Walsh and Paul Watling for the music and art. Thank you, fellas. And we should thank Chris, Chris Hastings, Hastings for being thank our you. lovely and talented guest. Oh, uh, it's been my pleasure. a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Uh, long time coming, and I'm glad it happened. Oh, likewise. Very Thanks, um, Chris. And uh, I was uh, talking before the show, I think we're going to see you at Tapaticon coming up in uh, September, I believe. Yes. Yeah, Tapaticon in uh, Northampton, or is it in East Hampton? Uh, one of the Hamptons for I, sure. Oh, you know, of it's, Massachusetts. It's in East Hampton because it's going to be at the. Uh, I forgot the name. Of the Eastworks, the Eastworks building. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, in Massachusetts, that's going to be a great time. Yeah, I was Very talking excited. to uh, our friend Holly Rowland at the uh, Topatico that's throwing Topatico. She mm-hmm. said that they had to get get a bigger venue because uh, the place they were originally looking at was like not cutting it. And mm-hmm. uh, sweet. Yeah, well, we're really excited about it. It's going to be, I think. Probably our first live show, right? Oh, yeah, our, yeah our first, our very first like proper live show. I mean, we did the stuff you should know thing, but that wasn't us. That was them. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is uh, this will be us. So it's yeah. Very exciting. If uh, if you're into comics and podcasts and all of the good things that yeah. creative people are doing online, uh, look into Topaticon. I think it's Topaticon.com, and yeah. uh, we'll be there. We'd love to see you there. Absolutely. With that, we'll be back at you. <laughs> Next week with more life events, more drinks that go perfectly with them. Later, potato. I, I do like that you've uh, you've uh, rounded out with potato every time. The last couple episodes is great. Don't yeah. choke on your own coke. And uh, one last shout out to uh, Kelly Rippa. Thanks for being a volunteer firefighter. Am I right? <laughs> oh, Let's God. hear it. Kelly, you saved my life, Thank and I'll God. never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> Best to you and your family. Stay you, busy, you Kella. Were, Kella. And, Kella. <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. Stay busy, Kelly. <laughs> 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 That's how we're going out. All right.